Welcome back to No Nonsense Story Time. I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Robert Hoffman. This week we're going to be reading Amelia Bedelia by Peggy Parrish. Yup. Now this is a book that I actually never read as a kid, but I knew about it. It's been very popular since its publication back in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, something like that. I forget exactly when it was published. Um, Amelia Bedelia was 1963. 63? Yes. Excellent. And uh, she wrote them until her death. Peggy Parrish did uh, until her death in 1988. And then her nephew, Herman Parrish, began writing Amelia Bedelia books again. Oh, man. In 1995. Wow. Yeah. Is he still writing them? As far as I know. How how do they hold up? Have I you ever know. read one? I haven't read them. At least not to my knowledge. Here's my thing. Maybe I maybe those are the ones I read as a kid. Maybe. But here's my thing. I wonder if he got like the okay. You think he got the okay? Or do you think he's no. like Yeah. Because he didn't do it until It was seven years. Seven yeah. years after she died. Yeah. They never talked about it. They probably never did. He probably like wasn't making the kind of living he wanted to, and he was like, you know what? I could probably just do some more of mom's books. Not his mom. Not his mom. His aunt. Oh, his aunt. Sorry. Oh, that makes it even sketchier. That, that does make it sketchier. And yeah. Her- Herman Parrish, if you're listening to this episode, you know, don't don't take it personally unless we're right. Then definitely do. But if yeah. if we're if we're wrong, <laughs> email us it. Yeah, no, email us, and we will uh, we will correct. We will we will put, do a whole episode about Herman Parrish. You carrying <laughs> on your aunt's legacy. Uh, by her wishes or you know whatever right, whatever pure if, i'm not a betting man but if i was i don't think you asked okay well all right so let's say this is that is that bad is it <laughs> i don't know if it's bad i mean bad's a you know weird word it's yeah. like is it naughty, Chris? Oh, it's definitely naughty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like his aunt made the thing and it was her thing. And <coughs> let's be honest, the formula is pretty simple. Yeah. It's not a very complicated type of book to write. Right. So it's sort of, it's almost like picking up a Mad Libs and filling it in and then selling it i would need i would need to know more details to know whether or not i agree with Here, here's an example from my personal life um and i i will like hold back certain details to make it less personal um okay i had a family member who passed away mm-hmm. um a young family member younger mm-hmm. than me um and this his um more immediate family members because he wasn't in my immediate family his more immediate family members um sent me a poem that he wrote Mm -hmm. and asked me to write it into a song wow and yeah so i think doing that would be like a nice gesture for the family right yes however I didn't get his permission to write his poem into a song. That's true. <coughs> but 
had he made a had he made a very very established living writing poetry no i assume not no right so there's definitely a difference between the two for sure um also his immediate family asked you that's the closest thing you could get to permission that's true in that situation in that situation it still made me feel weird because i'm like did he show you this poem when he was alive mm-hmm. did he and i don't uh, oh only a little weird like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like mischaracterize my feelings about it. I never did write the song. I still could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to find where I put that information. Right. Um, but you know what I mean. Just made me feel yeah. a little bit like, oh, I hope this is what he would want me to do. Yeah. I don't want to do with his art what he wouldn't want me to do. On the other hand, I'd be doing it for people who are still here and alive and would would benefit from it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And of course, That's it is true. a different situation, but. Yeah. I, I, I do it, understand what you're saying. Relevant. Perhaps, perhaps there is some legitimacy to him caring on his aunt's work. Yeah. Um, uh, you also, we, there's also, you know, Christopher Tolkien. That's a whole kind of thing, too. I don't know about that, but I'm sure you know tons about it. He, you know, he's just in charge of the entire Tolkien legacy. Oh, oh okay. now. yeah, yeah. Um, and in, has published many works posthumously from his father and who knows if he wanted those things published or not yeah etc etc did he want six movies to be made that's a lot yeah that's Uh, a that's a lot to put on somebody who's not the creator yeah yeah um Um, i will say that as an artist for me there's lots of things that I haven't put out into the world that I have made that I'm like half proud of, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this isn't good enough for me to tell people that I want them to see it, but it is good enough for me to want people to see it. So if you died, you would be happy. For I'd be happy be... if like it got leaked, you know, uh-huh. like look at all this stuff that this guy made Yeah. that he just had sitting on the back burner. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's part of being an artist. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of different versions of, of these kind of stories. I That's guess. true. But would I want movies made? Would I want movies? I don't know. You're I a would. filmmaker. I would. You're I don't know. I don't guess I... But J.R. Yeah. Tolkien was a linguist at Oxford. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like he would have <coughs> been less on board with movies. You know... At least with perish. the fourth, fifth, and sixth ones. I... <laughs> they're, sorry they're terrible <laughs> bad i'm sorry i'm coughing so much match i'm sorry i'm coughing so, so much everybody <laughs> i'm sorry i'm coughing what? so much it's gonna continue throughout Was the episode like a midwestern accent match i don't know or like an attempt at one match i don't know i just i said one word wrong and then i just tried to create an accent to match it it didn't work that's okay peggy Parrish was a teacher she taught the third grade she did yeah and then she's like, she went to USC. Yeah, USC. Um, she did get a degree in English. Yep, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ended up writing books. And really, there's not that much else that I know about her. Yeah, not a very like celebrity celebrity you know no which is surprising because we found some pretty juicy information about just about everybody most, yeah 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 
Well, um, I guess, I mean, Amelia Bedelia, it's a big name. It is. It's a big name, but it's not like... It's like, not Dr. Seuss. Right. If it's we not talk Marie about Sendak. books like The Polar Express, right? That's a book that adults are like, man, that's beautiful. This mm-hmm. is a beautiful book. No yeah. one looks at Amelia Bedelia and goes, this is beautiful. Yeah, that's true. And that it is, is I mean, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to talk it down. It's beautiful in its own way, but it's not written to be like this, like work of art that makes you cry and transcends age. It's like a book yeah. that's silly and it's about, well, let's get into it. Should I? Uh, yeah. Bobby, would you like to recap the book for us, please? Yeah. Um, Amelia Bedelia. Okay. So there are, um, there Okay, Amelia Bedelia. She is a maid, I guess. It's her first day of work. And she goes to the house of Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. They leave, give her a list of things to do. She looks at the list. It has things like draw the drapes and um, what, what else is there? Change the towels. Dress the chicken. Dress, dress the, yeah, the chicken. It's a bunch of verbs that have more than one meaning. Mm-hmm. And she always takes takes everything as the wrong meaning of the two possible <laughs> meanings mm-hmm. and does a silly thing to whatever it is instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she does the whole day with the whole list. Uh, but she also bakes a lemon meringue pie while this is going on. Yep. The Rogers is, is, is come home. And they see all of the awful things she did, and they're like, we gotta get rid of her. But then Mr. Rogers feeds his wife a forkful of pie, and she changes her whole mind, and she's like, no, we'll keep her, we'll just use more, you know, precise verbs, yep. and you always have to make us pie. Yep. And they live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> What's the moral of the story, Chris? Always be making pie. Always be making pie. A-B-M-P. Yeah, ABMP. <laughs> Always beats per minute. Oh, wait, no, no. no. Beats minute per. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, always always make pie. Maybe, like, play to your strengths, right? Yeah. Like, if you're really bad at knowing what verbs mean, <laughs> have a, you know. Be really good at baking pies. I think, I think that that's, like, a theme in every one of the books. Like, there's always food that she's making really well. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's what my understanding is. Sounds right is. to me. So she will always mess up all the chores, but make really good food. Yeah, I try to I try to live live that way, you know. Uh huh. Really like, just kind of brush by the stuff I'm bad at. Yeah. You know, and really try to emphasize everything else that's going on. All the all yeah, the I good mean that's stuff. that's what you should do. <clears throat> yeah. You know. We like to talk about being well-rounded, but you really just should dump stat. Dump stat, It yeah. works in Dungeons & Dragons, and it works in real life, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It worked for Amelia Bedelia. Yeah. And a lot of celebrities, you know, they're bad at all kinds of stuff. But, yes. man, they are really good at singing. Yeah. Or playing football, or whatever it is. Yep, yep. It's like... I mean, it's just like an RPG. You only have so many points. You can't put them in too many columns or none of them are going to be that good. Right. But if you do work hard, you can get more points. You can. But I feel like the work to point ratio gets worse. It does get worse. As you 
get older and things get more difficult. That's true. But I do value hard work. I take after Rock Lee from Naruto. <laughs> I hate Naruto so much. Chris really hates Naruto. I'm so angry that so you put it on this podcast. I, I really just try to think of... Uh, You've been thinking about that all week. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> um, cool. Let's. So do you have a setting for this book? I don't. Good. I know. I know that normally I. I was so sure you best. did that. I set you up for. I. I should have just brushed right by it. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in in myself because I normally would love to have found a great setting. I just couldn't pinpoint anything. I mean, maybe England. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Do they eat lemon meringue pie in England? I feel like they don't. Do they use cups? They oh, no. Cups. So it's not England. It must be in America. It must be the United States. Yes. And it's Rice, not urban. Chicken. Yeah, not quite. Perhaps. I feel like it's southern. I feel like they're in the south. I could see that. I could see that. He just... Mr. Rogers just kind of has a south-looking mustache to me. Mustaches do grow differently in the south. They do. They grow up because of the reverse gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do they do in Australia? Uh, they... <laughs> do they grow in? They grow in. Yeah, they grow inward. Um, cool. Ugh. Uh, so yeah, maybe... Okay. I mean, South Carolina is my best guess. Right, that's where she's from. Yeah. So that makes sense. <clears throat> um, now, the nonsense. The nonsense. So, do you want to start, or should I start? Well, I don't have... I do have one specific part of the book that I thought was really funny that I'd like to talk about at some point. But it doesn't seem likely that you could get as far as getting a job as a maid. Yeah. And be this. And not be able to understand idioms at right. all. And this is her first day on the job. So we can explain that away by like maybe she knows these people. But she doesn't. So actually this is a piece of nonsense that I would like to point out. Mm -hmm. um, she shows up. This is the first on the first page. First sentence of the book. Oh, Amelia Bedelia, your first day of work, and I can't be here. But I made a list for you. Yeah. That sounds like I know you very well. Well, that's a good point. You I, wouldn't leave a stranger in your house on the first day. And you wouldn't just say, oh, Amelia Bedelia. Oh, you, yeah, you'd, you'd say, say Miss like, Bedelia. Yeah, or you'd say, like, oh, you must be, or whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh, Amelia Bedelia. It would be like if you came to my house, I'd be like, oh, Chris. Right. I gotta go. Uh, here's a list, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was a complete stranger... You, would you call me Chris Panico, though? No, but she goes by Amelia Bedelia. Maybe, her name rhymes. True. I mean, maybe she's... Like, maybe her parents know Mr. and Mrs. Rogers really well or something. Uh -huh. And that's how they're connected to Amelia Bedelia. Okay. You know? That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't, I don't know that it is super particular how they know each other, but I think you are totally right that they must have some past yeah. well, well, there's a, there's a part two. So so having acknowledged that, there must be something going on. Uh, she, go, she goes in and she says, my, what nice folks. I'm going to like working here. 
mm-hmm. as if she's never met them before. Then she goes inside. Amelia Bedelia went inside. Such a grand house. These must be rich folks. Mm-hmm. You would never say that about someone you know. These must be rich folks. You can only say that about someone you've just met. Yeah, that's true. Even if they are your parents' friends, you wouldn't say these must be rich folks. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that before you got, you know? Yeah. I think so. So here's, and I'm just going to throw this out. I'm just going to throw this out here. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. Okay. This is not Mr. and Mrs. Rogers' house. Okay. Because she does know Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. She goes in that house. She goes to the wrong house? No, she goes in to the right house, the one she's supposed to go into, and she says, these must be rich folks. She's talking about someone else. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers left her at someone else's house on purpose (laughs) for a reason. Gave her a list of things to do. He drove away. Okay. 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 Drove away, leave her in another house. Yeah. Not their house. Not their house. But a house they have access to. Right. In some way. Yeah. Um. Then come back to the house later. Mm-hmm. To see if she's done the things on the list. Yes. Now, do you think that they know she's going to act the way that she does? I'm not sure. They might know. But they sure act angry or at least upset about the what she does. Right. Is What's the motivation to bring them to someone else's house? Is it someone that they don't like and they're trying to sabotage their house? Or... Are they trying to help someone get things together? So Maybe. I, I kind of like that first one because if she if they do know Amelia Bedelia, they would know that she has this problem mm-hmm. and they could write the list intentionally in a way to make her mess up. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know. There's a few there's a few different ways it could go because it could be something like that. Mm-hmm. It could be they're well-intended for whatever they're doing. Or, C, they give her the list and expect her to do what's on the list, and she, on purpose, does everything the wrong way. Oh, that's good. I think that makes sense, because what are the chances that in the, like, she's an adult, maybe? She's certainly not a child. She's not, like, a child child. Like, she's a late teenager, <clears throat> at yes. least. What are the chances that somebody... Who's competent enough to make like a really good pie mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to interpret what change the towels means. Right. I I do have the feeling that her cooking skills and her baking skills are kind of like it's she's just like a savant. She's just really good at those things for mm-hmm. some reason. Well, see, which that's, is that's what we're expected to believe for sure. Right. And I don't think that that is unbelievable. It's not. But. Come on, change the towels. Change the towels, right. Some of them I get. Like, dress the chicken. Yeah, that one's fun. Change, even change the towels. Like, what should I change them into, you know? Like, okay, your mind's in the wrong place. Here's one. Trim the fat. Trim the, the fat. She the, went, what she chooses is a more complicated... Yeah, so bizarre. Like, 
less used term. It's my least favorite part of the book. Yeah. Like the only other time you hear that is like trim the tree. Exactly. At Christmas. Exactly. And I don't know what that means, Bobby. Exactly. You Me know? Neither. I mean, maybe back in I guess the seven the sixties it was different. We yeah. might be missing that perspective, but But it's more fun to say that no, she knows what's going no, on. No, she knows. Yeah, I like that. So she's she's putting on this whole show. And that's why she makes the pie, because she knows that she needs a backup. Uh-huh. Wait. Does she know that she's in someone else's house? Yes. She does. That's why she says these folks. Because she knows that she's in a different person's house. That's not... Okay. So why do they bring her there? <gasps> Go ahead. What if she works for Mr. and Mrs. Rogers? Right. And Mr. and Mrs. Rogers are running like a while you're away maid service business. Right. So she brings they bring Amelia Bedelia to this house to do X, Y, and Z. They've already looked through the house and said, this is what you have to do. Yeah. And then they leave her there. Right. And then she does all the wrong things. Yeah. So that's great because guess what my <gasps> moment was? What? At the end of the book, do you remember what happens? Um, they must keep her because her lemon meringue pie is so good. Right. And how do they discover that the pie is so good? They eat it. Yes. But more specifically, Mr. Rogers puts it in his. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Rogers goes in. So she takes the pie out of the oven. That's all fine and good. Yep. She puts it out. The Rogerses is come back. She doesn't offer them the pie. Mm-hmm. He goes in, gets the pie. Gets it ready, and then right when his wife is most angry, comes out and feeds it to her. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers is in on it. He knows that his wife's secret weakness is lemon meringue pie. Oh, so he he told her, Amelia Bedelia to make a lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Okay. So is this all just an elaborate trolling of Mrs. Rogers? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Okay. I think there's a goal here. Okay. Because that would be a, like what like what if you're going to start the whole business just to ruin it? Right. Uh, that's that's a little far. But yeah. for some reason he wants this house to go bad. Mm-hmm. To not go well. Hmm. Maybe it's some type of lovers quarrel. Maybe, but here's the thing. This house isn't their house. Right. <laughs> And Maybe like, it's Mrs. Rogers' parents' house. Ooh, okay. And, and there's like some nasty <laughs> history between between um her parents and Mr. Rogers. Maybe they didn't accept him. Okay. And they're hiring. So he's fine with this business, mm-hmm. but he's not fine with them hiring this business. So he's like, we're going to make it so that you never hire us again Mm -hmm. specifically you and i have to know the perfect person to do it because she makes the best lemon meringue pie Mm -hmm. will pacify mrs rogers yep and he's scot free and he's free yeah yeah oh that's devious yeah 
What do you think the issues between him and her parents are? That's a good question. I think we should consider it. Well, her parents are obviously very wealthy. Yeah. Oh, maybe he wasn't high enough class for them. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he was like lower upper class. Exactly. He's a millionaire, not a billionaire. Yeah. It's a big. T- or maybe he's new money. He's new money. He's new money. He's new money. They want old money. Yeah. Like, I remember if you watch Titanic, there's a whole part where they talk about Molly Brown and how she was new money and, like, no one else on the ship likes her because exactly. they have to let her in, but she's she doesn't belong. 100%. Yeah. This is what's going on. Oh, man. Poor Amelia Bedelia getting roped into all this. Yeah. That's so unfair. Yeah. But, you know, she does She does what she does. She does her job. And wh- you know what happens at the very end? Let's see. They don't fire her. Yeah, they don't fire so her. So she doesn't... Let's figure out exactly how it ends. I got it right here. Oh, there is one line that I do have to point out. Which one is that? Now's the time. It's after she puts the lights out. Yeah. So the one of the directions is to put the lights out. So what she does is she unscrews them and she hangs them out on a clothesline. Oh, I and know. And she says they need to air out just like babies and pillows. Yeah. Like Bobby, babies. please explain to me what she means. I don't know. Why is she airing out babies? That is some nonsense right there. I guess you got to air babies out to get the poop smell away. <laughs> but does she hang babies on the clothesline too? Maybe she just means babies got to go outside and play. Maybe she means you gotta hang them on the clothesline. Who knows? <laughs> Who's to say? I... This is the '60s. People were doing all sorts of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. So, yeah, she loves the rent lemon meringue pie. Um. And then right then and there, Mister and Missus Rogers decided that Amelia Bedelia must stay, and so she did. Mrs. Rogers learned to say, undust the furniture, unlight the lights, close the drapes, and things like that. That's the answer. That's why she agrees to do it. Because she knows that she's going to get a full-time job out of this. Hmm. And now, Mrs. Rogers is like, oh, I just got to learn to say things this way. Meanwhile, Amelia Bedelia is is no fool. She knows how to do things that she's told. So she just adjusts and, you know. Yeah, what is she going to do? Rat out Mr. Rogers? Exactly. And she just starts doing her job the right way, making yummy pies. Do you think she ever becomes dissatisfied? Maybe in the future? I, we'd have to read more Amelia Bedelia books yeah. to find out, I feel. Yeah. I think maybe uh, we'll do a part two someday. Someday. We, what's another part? We've got to do another part two. What was it? Um, it was something had a sequel. Was it Harold and the Purple Crayon? Mm, I don't think so. No. I don't know. We'll I figure it out remember. someday. Someday. But we did it. We did it. That was <clears throat> succinct. New moral? New moral. Um, make sure you can get away with it. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you can get away with it. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, because just, if she did that wrong, she she didn't get the job. That's true. You know? That's true. Like if that pie was slightly less good. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Oh, yeah. So, sometimes you got I say it all the time I love that it's love that expression very you thank you you the, sometimes you have to you know 
break a few eggs, break a few yolks to cook an you egg. You break the egg. The yolk is inside. Yeah, you what's the, there's a the saying. Yolk, I'm just, I, yeah. I want to do it without a saying. Okay, you can't, sometimes you have you to can't do make bad an stuff. omelet without breaking a few eggs. Thank you. You're welcome. You got to do some bad stuff for the greater good. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying Amelia Bedelia agrees with that. She's like, listen, I gotta, I, I'm got i going to lie to this woman. I'm going to deceive her. But it's going to be fine. I'm going to have some pie. And then I'm going to have a job. Yep. And I need a job. And I'm doing something nice for this man. Yep. And I mean, the only people who really get hurt are the um, Mrs. Rogers' parents. And they're snobs. They're snobs. You know, that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you are old money and you're not okay with your adult daughter marrying a man who's new money, you're a snob. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, team. Sorry you're a snob. I hope you grow out of it. I hope you do. Thanks for listening to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. I'm Robert Hoffman. Join us next week for a very special episode yes. of No Nonsense Storytime. We're going to have not one, but two guests. Bobby, do you want to tell them who they're going to be? Yes. Uh, our guests are going to be Ben and Eric of a podcast that I enjoy called Ben and Eric's Bookstore. Yeah. You should check it out. Eric with a K. Yes. yes. Eric with a K. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the podcast. Yeah. Ben and Eric's do. Bookstore. Uh, is super fun. What they do is they take books, they take suggestions, um, and they get the books and they read the, what they call the back summer advert, yep, that's which it. is the uh, little you know blurb on the back of the book that gives you a summary of it without ruining the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just review the book based on that. Yep. And they try to come up with like what kind of things the book's going to explore. And then at the end, they sort of do what like, we do with the new moral. And instead, what they do is they say, would you buy this book? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. I am personal friends with both of them. So, you know, it, it'll it'll be a, a good... Uh, be a good time. Conversation. It'll be a good time. There's a I, word I'm trying I to I love the fact that it's all books that they've never read, but also books that they own. Yeah. At least the at least in the early episodes. Yeah, I don't think they own all of them. Okay, the first few at least are like books that he pulled off his shelf, right? As I recall, because they, they're getting suggestions from people and then doing them. So I, oh, I think, cool. yeah, yeah. I'm. Nice. I want to suggest something. I don't know what to suggest. I don't know. Well, hopefully we get to be on their show someday. Yes, and maybe that will be. I I really hope so. Um, I, I'd have a lot of fun doing that one. Anyway, the book that they chose for next week is Tiki Tiki Tembo by Arlene Moselle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing that with Ben and Eric next week. Same time. Same place. Same state. What did you say? I said time and place. <laughs> yeah, and then you said something at the same time as I said state. Or at least you were about to. Uh, Your mouth moved as if a word was coming out of it. I didn't, but that sounds beautiful. Wow. Um, in, in the meantime, sorry. you can email us at nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook. Facebook. S- podcast app. Stitcher. <laughs> Is that true anymore? 
We're, we're powered by Anchor. Anchor.fm. You love saying that. Yeah. It's, um, it is still on Stitcher. Okay. Um, yeah. So check us out there, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye.